You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. As always, thank you for taking the time out to listen to this new episode. I very much appreciate it. And as always, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast on. If you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go ahead and give the podcast a five-star rating. Those of you on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a comment as well. If you do so, maybe I give you a shout out if I see the comment, you know. Now, as always, don't forget to follow the Instagram page at underscore planet Josh underscore. Hit me up on Twitter at J underscore mama 97. And that's all for my weekly reminders. So today's episode is one that has me struggling to get into because I'm currently recording under a blanket. Now you guys might be wondering why. And the answer is something that I said in the previous episode is that in my room here in PG, Punta Gorda, Toledo, Belize, it is quite noisy based on neighbors having kids. These kids will scream a lot. Um, the road is right there. The road is in a terrible condition. So whenever cars drive on it, it will cause a lot of noise. And I also don't live too far away from the local airstrip. So you may or may not hear planes landing at different points of the day. And I'm not too sure of their timetable, their schedule. So I don't know when to record and when not to. Now, back in my days in 726 at the Ming Chuan University dorm in Taipei, there would be times that I would record at maybe one in the morning, two in the morning, because then no one else is awake. It's peaceful. It's quiet. However, I'm unable to do that here in Belize. And the problem is jet lag reset my sleep schedule. Each and every night I'm falling asleep at like 10, 30, 11, the latest. I recently fell asleep at like close to midnight, but I was struggling for quite some time. And, you know, it's kind of good that I have a normal sleep schedule because for the past four years while I was in Taiwan, I was sleeping at maybe two, three, four. And each year I added an extra hour to the time that I would fall asleep. Now for my people back in Belize, well here in Belize, sorry, they would think like, you know, sleeping super late is crazy, but I've realized that a lot of my friends or classmates that I had in Taiwan would sleep super late. And it goes with the lifestyle because most places don't shut down until 11 or maybe midnight. I mean, 7-Eleven is open 24-7 and, you know, there's a lot going on. So you get home late and then you get comfy, you do whatever it is. However, here in Belize, a lot of stores mostly close at maybe 8, 9. So you're already at home the latest 9, 30, 10. And so the process is way different. So like I said, right, I live near the airstrip. And just now I had to take a quick pause because an airplane was landing and I heard the noise. Who knows, maybe my blanket is blocking it out. But I doubt it very much because I'm still hearing it. But yeah, nonetheless, we got to make it work. I'm sweating like crazy under this blanket because if I put the fan on or whatever, it's just going to make a lot of noise. And that's what I'm trying to prevent from happening. So anyways, enough about my whole rant about me suffering during this recording. As I often do, I rant and I get, you know, 
I get off topic. I go too far off, but it's okay. I want to talk to you guys about something that I'm experiencing, and that is reverse culture shock. So I think we all know what culture shock is. And well, let's just use the Google definition for reverse culture shock. So it says it's a term used to describe the feelings of surprise, disorientation, confusion, etc. experienced when people return to their home country and find that they do not fit in as they used to. And that pretty much sums up the way I'm feeling right now. So when I was in Taiwan, I kind of got used to, you know, being in an island on an island in the sense that when I'm walking around, the chances of me meeting up someone that I know is very low unless it's right around school. And even so, it's just a high buy and be gone out of here. But, you know, those don't happen very often. However, because I'm from a very small town, my family has always had a business. I've had different classmates and all of that. For the past week, my first week in Belize, when I was walking around, so many people would see me and it'd be like, hey, welcome back home. What, what are you, is that you? I'm like, yeah. And all those little interactions would stress me out because I kind of got used to not having to interact with people. I could just have my earphones in and go about my day. Now, even if I have my earphones in here, you know, some people, if you don't respond to them, and in the case of having my earphones in, I would not hear them. They would take it personally. They'll be like, oh, he just came back from Taiwan and he thinks he's better than people. When in reality, I just like my own company. I just like to not be disturbed. I would not, you know, I would rather not interact as much. I have no problem with interacting, but, you know, I feel like it went from one extreme to another. Like I went from not interacting with anyone at all to having to interact with almost everyone I see or every corner I pass. And it's like, <laughs> it's a bit draining for me. And people always think I'm a very social person. People always think I'm extroverted. But that's based on maybe the Taiwan setting. That's based on me interacting with people I clearly know. But when I'm in large crowds, I'm very awkward in the sense of if I'm walking by a big crowd back home, it's like, uh, when in Taiwan, it's like whatever, because I know no one. And then, you know, it's just a way different vibe. Now, besides all of that, I feel like my interactions with my friends and like family has become a bit weird. And that takes me back to an episode I did with my cousin Vernon. And we were talking about like people like to say they outgrow others. But that's a way of kind of belittling someone saying that they're stuck behind and you're gone. Right. Like right now, I'm basically on a different path, like, you know. My way of thinking is different than theirs. The way I carry myself might be different. Not saying mine is better or theirs is better. It's just that we're not aligned anymore. And it's taking some time for me to get readjusted to the way people interact with each other here. The way they like to, you know, make a lot of jokes, laugh a lot. Not saying I'm a serious guy, but certain things like it's like, I'm very more chill. I'm very more whatever in a sense of, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but just my interactions, the way I usually interact with people isn't the way that they do here back home. 
And so that's giving me a hard time. And then on top of that, you know, looking at the way things are in the country in terms of infrastructure, in terms of, you know, the attitude we may have towards whatever it is. It's very frustrating to deal with. It's very hard to readjust myself. And while I know it takes some time to get readjusted, this is one of the things that comes with studying abroad. While studying abroad is beautiful, it's amazing. You get to experience a whole new country. You get to interact with different people. You get to learn something new about yourself and all. You also get to look at your own country from a new perspective. And when you return, you know, you change who you are. And by changing who you are, you might not align with the life you used to live while you were in your home country. And, you know, in all honesty, I don't plan to go back to whoever I was prior to studying in Taiwan. Like, I just need to reacquaint myself with the way things are done back home, with the way people act. And, you know, <sighs> it's a process. It's a process. This is just me venting. This is just me just saying everything out there just so that you guys know, like, whenever you see someone that, you know, went to study abroad and then they act a certain way when they get back, it's not because they're trying to look at you in some sort of way. They're not trying to be condescending. They're not trying to be whatever it is. I think they generally are just having a hard time readjusting to what it is here compared to what they got used to wherever they were studying. And you just have to have patience with them because it, it takes some time for us to get back to, you know, the way things were. And I don't think we will ever get back to that state of mind in a sense. It's more of, uh, you know, trying to find a middle point. And while I don't plan to be home right now forever, I plan to continue studying. You know, I got to try my best to be more open to things. Like prior to leaving Taiwan, I had a friend that was back home for a year or so. And then he returned to Taiwan. He gave me a call like maybe two or three nights before I left. And he was like, you know, bro, one thing, like one piece of advice I have for you is that when you go home, try to be open-minded. I'm like, yeah, sure I will. But I find myself being more close-minded to the reality of things. Everyone has told me that it's hard to readjust. The first time you come back home after a while, it's a process because, you know, you look at things differently and it's hard for me not to. But yeah, that's all I got to say. It's mentally draining. It's frustrating. Low key falling asleep early while it makes me live a more healthy lifestyle by having a proper sleep schedule, eating on time and all of that. I miss staying up late. I miss just being the only person awake at a certain time, you know, the world to myself. That's the way it felt doing whatever it is, whether it's just listening to music, watching shows, recording an episode. But, you know, it's a sacrifice. It's an adjustment. And yeah. So with all of that said, this might be my last audio journal for now, in a sense, because last week was me talking about, you know, returning home. And then I was talking about the reverse culture shock and all of that. 
Hell, I probably even talked about it in the previous episode. I don't even remember because I'm not even paying attention to my episodes after I record them. It's just edit out whatever background noise, upload, and we call it a day. And you know what I always say, it's no problem if I repeat some things because sometimes I got to reiterate some stuff. But yeah, um, I'm hoping to maybe try to find guests in upcoming episodes. It's not that easy. I recently joined this online mixer sort of that this young lady had and I was the only male in the mixer, which felt kind of weird. But at the same time, I got to hear more stuff from a from a female perspective and, you know, helps me to understand things better. Um, look at women that are doing their own stuff, being independent, um, being self-employed and being all of that, taking on that risk. And it's very commendable. So, yeah. I'm all for trying new things, getting to interact with new people, see what I can learn from them and, you know, take it from there. But yeah, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry for wasting your time because that's what it felt like. But until next week, until the next episode, y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay safe. Y'all keep sharing this podcast. I'll keep staying tuned and it's very much appreciated. And I will catch you on the next episode. Peace.